Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. And then I'm going to do like a really earnest one, I think. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling to messy situationships and conscious and coupling from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu they gon' talk about it ah yeah you are invited ah needing therapy I guarantee baby we got it it's cup of apples Couples therapy. My name is Andy. And my name is Naomi. <laughs> We're a real life couple. A real life couple of comedians. <laughs> and on couples therapy, we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners. I'm laughing because right before we started, I, was, I started doing the intro to my other podcast beginnings. <laughs> he was like, "Wait a minute, how do <laughs> I start? How this? do we start this?" But then it was also even before that, I was like breathing heavily into the mic, <laughs> like I don't fucking know Hannibal Lecter. And then when Andy was like, "How do I start this?" It was a long beat before I knew what to tell him. Yeah. By the way, Naomi is dressed like Hannibal Lecter. She's got the face mask on. She's strapped to a gurney, <laughs> to one of them stand-up gurneys. You know what? Hand maybe? truck? Was he basically strapped to a hand truck? I can't remember. Like, did they just take that from from the frozen food section of Pathmark? They just pulled the eggs off of it? Possibly. Look, when you're transporting Hannibal Lecter, you've got to think outside the box. <laughs> so sure, they were like, well, if he's laying down the whole time, I could be disoriented. Why don't we just get the hand truck? <laughs> Head truck and some seatbelts. Let, let me uh, get this Dan and Yo play off this, then we'll strap this murderer to it. <laughs> Dan and Yo play. What specific <laughs> name checks of yogurt? Andy, I did not know you would really come in there with the yogurt brands. <laughs> let me get this Chobani off here. Oh my God. That's like new. I prefer the. Because when you say Dan and Yo play, I'm visualizing commercials from 1996. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. Um,. What a time. You guys, we're recording this. <laughs> Stop it, Andy. He uh, laughs so hard when because I try to pivot. And he's like, so funny when I use, when I say anyway. Because what a time. We're so pregnant with, with despair, I guess. 
But see, I don't think, I think if somebody had been listening, they wouldn't have thought it was pregnant with despair. You only know it's despair because you're looking at me and know I haven't slept in two days. Listeners, okay? listeners I'm going to put up a poll on Stop. Instagram. Okay, you gonna play the audio? You gonna play the audio clip of me saying? No, I'm gonna say you have to listen to today's episode. So I'm gonna put it up later today, and I'm gonna say, <laughs> did you think that Naomi's pivot was pregnant with despair? Okay, did Tell you think me. it was eight months eating weird shrimp and chocolate or whatever? What is your idea of what a pregnant woman does? Eating shrimp and chocolate my, eight months? My knowledge of pregnancy all comes from TV. And I know, and it's the husband's getting sent out to be like, I had to go get. You know, grits and gummy no. bears. No, it's always in TV and movies. It's always she needed pickles and ice cream. It's always pickles and ice cream. And it's like, can you think of any other salty sweet combination on earth? People who write things. And that includes myself. Gumbo and honey roasted peanuts. Ew, stop it. Now you're just going to make people nauseous. So the point is, see if it was pregnant eight months along wanting gumbo and grits. Uh, but I don't think it was. It was me pivoting. It was me saying, look, at the time of this recording, it's Friday. But by the time you listen to this, we will have had MLK Day. Did you enjoy your day off? Did you do something for a black person or in the name of advancing equality? Did you put a black square up on Instagram like you should have? Did you call, um, if you have a female partner, did you refer to them as your Coretta? <laughs> God. Because you know that's what Jonathan Majors out here doing. He told a white girl to be Coretta. Then he said Megan Good is his Coretta. I said, stop saying Coretta. Stop getting Coretta. Coretta would like to be excluded from this narrative. Okay. Well, maybe, I think it's safe to say that. Maybe he's talking about Retta. No. Star wasn't of Parks ta- and Rec. He wasn't talking about and Good Girls. Retta. See, Andy be adding to stuff and it'll be like, no, that's not it. Stay in the world I'm in, which is let's blow out Jonathan Majors. Yes, let's okay. Let's, let's talk about his weepy post-trial tour. I'm not a bad person. Oh my god, I just think I just think you know it's not it's just not good when we're also I just don't appreciate evoking the names of um, historical figures, civil mm-hmm. rights leaders in your personal journey. Okay, because I would tell you this right now. As I said, don't be getting MLK involved in things. Don't be getting Coretta involved in things. If you wanna if you wanna use their name, you need to be using their name to save lives. Okay? I don't wanna hear nothing else. Talk about some Andy. I would ne- who I'm trying to think of who I would call you. What do you mean? <laughs> As in like, is there a prominent white male spouse uh-huh or 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 you know what i mean or someone who was like a ina know, gardens jeffrey <laughs> <laughs> wow i think that that being the first response to call for white men to do better because we couldn't come up with nobody better than jeffrey that's just, a fact okay you just know silent right I don't, i've never seen the show in my life i just, I want just more is inter- he just like a silent person just like there in the Jeffrey's background like always gone and that's uh, why Anna's cooking and having fun with her friends he's, if he, i believe or like he's, he's there her, for like a minute he's there for a minute he's her maris from fraser kind of is that he, true i think he does come through but you guys can you think of any like white male spouses where you were like this person stood by as this as their partner was like lifted up and or not even lifted up was as their partner was like doing big things but this is, the other, but this is my other problem with the whole coretta thing coretta did shit in her own right that's the thing too it's like stop trying to be like oh she's a famous wife to a great man coretta was out here okay there's a coretta scott king book awards to this day okay coretta said let the children learn hear their laughter okay 
So stop making it even seem like Coretta's job was just to like be the support to MLK Jr. I mean, you guys, I just, sometimes I come to the mic and I'm just loose. I'm just loose. I'm telling you whatever's in my head. The filter's down. You know what? Why don't I stop popping off at the mouth like this? If you want to hear more of this <laughs> level of nonsense, join us on Patreon. Okay, I'll just say that right now. Okay, patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We come through with two bonus episodes. Lots of other stuff, which, you know, you can Look, see. it's a new year. We're going to be rolling some new stuff out. You know, we're kind of figuring out, like, what's the best way to sort of, uh, what's the word? Sort of like, not brand it, but sort of how do you sort of delineate the different things we're thinking about doing on the page? Because we're not doing tiers. We don't we're not do doing tears. tears. We're not. We're not making. It. It's five dollars. No, five. Five dollars. Five dollars only. All these different levels, and you get a sticker, and maybe you get a kiss, and then maybe you get whatever. No, just five. Put five on it. Okay, that's how we doing this life. We put no, five no, no. on it. No, no. We will. I'm gonna have a twenty dollar tier. Oh. If you sign up for that, mm-hmm. I will put on lipstick, kiss a <laughs> piece of paper, and say "Love Andy," and then mail it to you. Wow. Okay. You know what? Actually, that's a deal. That's a deal. I'll put on lipstick like Steve Buscemi in Billy Madison. <laughs> just like really. Real know. just all over the place. Yeah. Thick. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be good, I think. It's a you $20 guys. tier. How many How many of you have spent $20 for that? <laughs> um, but it's so funny because we don't even need to talk about Patreon right now, Andy, because we end up talking about it in this episode. Yes. Okay. We end up talking oh, yeah. about it. Um. Oh, and how? How does it come up? What In what way? Well, listeners, <laughs> you're going to have to tune in to find out. So keep your finger off that stop button. <laughs> keep your finger off <laughs> that stop button. So keep off. Yeah. Keep off is what it keep say. Because, Naomi, who's our guest today? Ooh, Heidi, we have the lovely, mm-hmm. the funny, mm-hmm. the talented. Yes, very much so. Allison Tolman. Can yes. you believe can you believe, you guys, Allison Tolman is an actor who you have seen on Fargo, mm-hmm. okay? Shining Veil, mm-hmm. Gaslit, mm-hmm. Good Girls, mm-hmm. Why Women Kill, many, many, many more, all right? And, you know, Allison, she, I mean, she came with an open heart. Mm-hmm. She came with a loose butt. She came knowing. I was very she excited. Knew. She knew. Very excited. Fan of hers since Fargo. I know. And I was just so honored that she even knew we existed. <laughs> you know, I'm always like surprised when people know I exist because like I don't live in a world where pe- where things happen. Well, where like, like, it's, like I, I blame Dalton for that. I blame Dalton. <laughs> the Dalton school? For you being constantly, sur- yeah, for you way? being constantly surprised, regardless of how many people send you messages of love. Well, no, it's that Literally, I don't get invited to things. I don't get invited to high profile things. I don't really get contacted. Like, I don't like, so I don't think that I'm I'm in the echelon of people like Allison who are out here with, you know, the Emmy nominations. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't know. I'm just always like surprised. Plus, it's like, I think the nature of being a comic where you're just like, I'm a fucking clown in the back (laughs) of a dirty bar, you know, for the most part. Like, literally, for every one, you know, moment in the sun on Netflix, it's like 10,000 hours of being in the back of a filthy bar, stepping in wet beer. And that is your new act now, right? You are doing old Commedia dell'arte type clownery. Yes, I am, Andy. You know why? Because you can wear a face mask. All right. So I've got the N95, (laughs) but then on top of that is my um, tragedy mask. (laughs) And then I'm just doing a lot of movement work. All right. It's a bold new step, a bold new direction for you, Naomi. 
I said, why not? What have you got to lose? Honestly, nothing, right? I know. We just got to get a famous person to direct. Maybe I can get a special. <laughs> a hey, fully silent special. Ava DuVernay, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? After after you've done this campaign for Origin, okay. why not direct Naomi's new Commedia dell'arte silent comedy special? Think three hours. That. Think about that. Three, three hours, hours long. Think about that. Three hours, black and white. Um, and the soundtrack should be like, what do you call it? Like noise music, like discordant, like stuff. I think you're thinking of more of like kind of discordant classical, like, like Xenakis or someone like that. That's what I'm thinking of. I don't know who Xenakis is, but that's exactly it, Andy. I'm thinking of Xenakis. <laughs> so Ava, if you're listening, cause who knows? <laughs> because who knows who's listening? What an insane intro. Somehow, are, you know what? And when I said I didn't sleep for two days, you are hearing it. You are hearing it. You are feeling it. Can you sense that I can't fully keep my eyes open? He's <laughs> literally falling asleep as we're talking. But like, if I fell asleep, that would be a gift. I would welcome it. The problem is I don't fully fall asleep, but I also can't keep my eyes open. <laughs> we're just tucking it at the microphone. <laughs> um. Uh, we're, I think we should, we're, we're going to unpack this journey more on the page, but just to let people know, just to close the loop, you know, our new bed was delivered yesterday. Yes. And it is a sturdy, nice bed. My not sleeping last night has nothing to do with the new bed frame. It's beautiful. It made me, it makes me so happy. Um, our bedroom is now mostly bed. Um, even though I guess it was before, but there's something about this new one. I don't know what it is. The point is I look at the bed frame and I feel like an adult and it does feel sturdy. Yeah. And I was able to move my body without hearing creaks and groans. Cause I mean, I swear to God, honey, I would be, I would turn over in that damn Ikea frame and you could hear that bed groaning for dear life. <laughs> and now silent. Okay. Silent wood slats flat. That's the name of your new special. Wood, wood slats flat. flat. <laughs> okay. Okay. Absolutely. You know yeah. what? Why don't we get to the episode? We have to. We have to <laughs> because I could do this for 90 years. We are losing our minds. Because uh, honestly, we had such, this was like on a, it was a really great episode. My first time, our both, I mean, both our first time meeting Allison and getting to talk to her. And she was just so lovely. And I'm hoping we can be friends. So without further ado, why don't you listen to Our Love Blossom with Allison Tolman. Roll it. I'm going to use that as a jumping off point for the first question, which Dude, is... But re- I'm going to say this as the person who edits it, reset, because they're not going to hear... Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so, Allison, when we ask... Guys, you please to- don't fight. Please don't <laughs> fight, you guys. Was that a fight? Because that's... Yes. I thought that was a Yes, gentle- you undermined me in front of company. When and you're you conflict know- adverse like I am, then yes, that was a huge fight. <laughs> but what I was going to say, when we asked you to say the opening line... Um, you said immediately, you go, what about two takes? I'm going to do two different ways. <laughs> are you always giving extra? As a person, are you like, oh, here, here are options or like, what do you need? You know? Yes. I, I always say like, I'm a very solution oriented person and I don't like presenting problems that I don't already have solutions <laughs> in place to in my mind. Um, I don't know if that's middle child energy or what that is, but uh yeah, I think I am an over I'm an overfunctioner in that way. Yes. When you say middle child energy, is that when you were a child? Is that what you were giving? Yeah. I was also like I was the youngest until I was like eight or nine. And then my sister was adopted. And so I had a I had a quick shift into mm. 
<laughs> I had a quick yeah. shift into middle child and out of the baby. Um, so yeah, I think I probably learned. But did you take to it? That when did I you take little. to the shift or were you like, I'm the baby, gotta love me? I I did. I took I think I was a pretty good big sister. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Wait, let's get let's bring her in. <laughs> let's get Elena in here. Uh no, I don't know. I think I I think I took to it pretty well. Okay. Yeah. And were you watching dinosaurs on ABC? Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely was. Not the baby. I was. <laughs> exactly. What a bizarre show. Was that so anywhere? bizarre, but also so formative for it? so many of us. Yes. Yes. God, what a weird show. A kid I went to college with, his dad created that show. And that I was Ooh. like, now you're cool. Like I was like Shout out to Jesse Young, son of Bob Young, <laughs> you ever made creator out of dinosaurs. Him? No, okay. no intro. He's always asking if I made out with people. Now, um, you, <laughs> no matter where, like, where we are, when we are, yeah. I'm like, I just point to a random person and go, hey, did you make out with that guy? Yeah. yeah. Just, like, you, commit, you commit to a bit. That's good, though. <laughs> don't, don't support that. Uh, don't, don't support commit to a no, bit. No, I'm gonna say, Jamie, I'm gonna your eyes got real big when I see your eyes got real wide. <laughs> oh, he does. <laughs> He does. Um, but you were saying too, you were like being conflict averse. Is uh, that now does why? Why? Not that I love conflict, but I do you hate conflict. We all hate conflict. We hate it, but I also I also think, because for instance, you and I, Andy, like I'll start some conflict because I think it's about feeling safe, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a like if I can actually argue or say I don't like something, yeah, that's a hallmark of like. I'm safe here. Yes. I think I'm realizing in this moment, I've never felt safe anywhere. No, oh, I, no. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I understand. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I think that is like, I think it's comforting to be able to, ha- to have people in your life that you can be like, I disagree or um, we're on different pages about that. But that's not, that's not how we were in my family. Like that's not my family of origin is not really that way. And so I don't think I have, it's not in my DNA to like roll through Mm-hmm. conflict and be like it made us stronger we just don't really <laughs> fight in my family we just don't really do it do you, so it's something it? i'm having to learn as an adult you know yeah. well that okay that's the the question was, yeah. what about in relationships are you mm. conflict averse at all or yeah i am quite or have historically been i'm i'm like deep into therapy now i've been in therapy for years but i'm deep into therapy now um still after a breakup at the end of 2019 I was in a long-term relationship and we never fought and things were not great um Mm. but we we never (laughs) ever fought and so it's uh, like one of the skills I've been trying to kind of develop in therapy like after that relationship for myself moving forward into other relationships is like how to disagree how to feel like safe being on a different page from somebody like that's a huge piece of like the self-work that I'm doing right now not to immediately get into therapy, but uh, no, absolutely immediately. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, sure. you know that's, that's all I want. Yeah, it's the thing that fills up my heart. I said self work. Yeah. Tell me more. Tell me more. Self work, baby. Twice a week. Come on. You yeah. know. Twice a week. Okay, getting into I it. D- I'm in. I'm an in individual therapy, and I'm in group therapy as well. So I, I have all. Of, I do all of the things. Do you enjoy it? The group therapy? I do enjoy group therapy. It's. I don't know if you've ever done group therapy. It's like a totally different animal. Yeah. And is super scary to like get into and like to learn how to it's kind of I just can be very like activating and then the whole purpose of it is to be activating um which it definitely is so now I've been in it for about a year and I'm like okay I've got the I've got the hang of it but when I started I was like 
oh my God, everyone's just saying their feelings out loud in real time, no matter what they are. <laughs> like, I was like, this is terrible. Right. Uh, it was very stressful, but now I really love it. Is it a, sh- with a uh, obviously not about the people, but is it a share situation where everyone kind of brings whatever they're feeling or is it um, activity and exercise based? No, yeah, it's just a share situation. And, okay. and we, everybody kind of like, it's it's always interesting to see like how you kick things off like where do you how do you what's the what's the way in for the week but I always say like you know in therapy you're like this is what happened this week and like this person said this thing to me and I got mad and I realized it reminded me of my sister and blah 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 Mm -hmm. but like in group everything is just like an impetus for someone to then be like the thing you just said made me jealous in real time and you're like cool let's look at that (laughs) it's like (laughs) you know it's so it's terrifying because you're just like firing each other off like all the time all over the place but you have created this kind of safe space to do it Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's wild it really is wild i love it but it's it's nuts what what prompted sorry i've only ever seen group therapy on television so i don't know what the, it's and it's either like a uh, like a circle and there's a therapist and then it always gets out of hand because that's what people write like you know and then someone storms out or it's like est or something and people are just screaming at each other yeah so what's, no. the, what's the reality like what, a, a what prompted you to start group therapy and B, what is the reality? My individual therapist had a group and she felt like that I would benefit from it because so much of my work is about like how I fit into my family, how I fit into a group, like how I relate to other people, how I see myself through other people's eyes and reality testing that. Um, And so she had been asking, telling me I should join, but I was working and I was like, I can't guarantee that I can I don't know that it's a I don't know that it's a good time and then I had a break between jobs and so I was like I can commit and so I did it and then guess what I didn't work for a long time so it worked out (laughs) terrific um and I was able to be there you know consistently um I forgot the second part of your question I'm sorry the reality of what is how a group actually runs I mean it's different I cry in group a lot because like I don't know. Sometimes I just have a feeling and I'm like, oh, God, what's it doing? (laughs) (laughs) I cry in group a lot, a lot less. In the beginning, I cried like every week I would cry. Something would make me cry. Um, And not like someone was making me cry, but I was just like, what is all these things are like boiling around? Yeah, I was just like tender, you know? And uh, yeah, there's not like we're not allowed to attack each other. We always say like, that's the one thing, the one rule <laughs> we're not allowed to attack each other, which is a good, a good rule. rule. Yeah. <laughs> um, but things can get like heated and things can get like, you know, can they um, challenge you? Can other people in the, yeah, group- we talk, is there a crosstalk going on? Yeah. That my, our therapist doesn't really regulate us a ton. So there is crosstalk. I mean, it's all over zoom too. So like we, we only really meet in zoom. Um, and then, and then the you know the challenge is to be like, when you spoke over Janice, it it really made me angry because, mm. and I think it's because of my parents, you know, like that's the challenge <laughs> is just to keep everything like really present and really in real time, mm-hmm. um, which is a good lesson anyway, I think. But that is like the challenge and to get out of our own narratives and, but like, it's not like, you know, I, I don't know if you guys there with, with therapy, like, do you ever have like performance anxiety? We were like, what am I going to talk about this? Absolutely. Week? Like, Absolutely. There's none of that. 
for me, there's none of that because I'm like every week I'm like, I have no, it's like, a, it's like doing a Herald. It's like doing improv. You're like, who fucking knows what suggestion we're going to get or how, where we're going to end up. I don't know. You know? Yeah. yeah so there's yeah, like yeah. not a lot of like performance anxiety, I think in that, in that way that we can get sometimes with individual therapy. Yeah. My therapy is kind of like a, like the doing the, the game before Harold like mm. a pattern game, except it always ends up in uh, either COVID or dystopia. So when, <laughs> no matter what the suggestion is, you get there. I can get there within Ooh. like I can get to one yeah. of those two things. In five moves <laughs> within a couple moves. That's and then good. every scene is just is just what's going on? Why is everything <laughs> fucking insane? What is happening? And then my That's therapist our- is like. <laughs> Why do you why do you keep doing this? Why do you, why do, you do this to us? <laughs> you haven't gotten over it yet. You haven't gotten through it yet. Nope. <laughs> I wonder why cuz it's still going on possibly. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Uh, possibly. Possibly. I I but. counted the other day. I don't know I don't know what I was doing, but I was like, "Oh man, it's been such a crazy 3 years." And then I was like, "Oh no, it's been 4 years of this. 4 years of this nonsense." Like We've had such a strange, strange, awful time. I mean, like, I'm going back to 2016. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, that's when it started off. Oh, I, I figured, no, I'm saying the, this is where I'm talking. And we'll get off this in about <laughs> two seconds because uh, we are supposed to provide relief to the audience. But I said that this started with the hanging chads with uh with with oh. the uh with the stopping of the recount in Florida. Ah, uh, yeah. yes. That's the beginning. That's where I'm charting this from and yeah. the period from that to 2023 has is, been uh, wackadoo. Yeah, wackadoo. You're right. It's been wackadoo. You're right. It's been wackadoo since he has who he who shall not be named. Is that what we call him these days? Honey, who it's, ain't a Voldemort? They're all Voldemorts. They're all, all of them are Voldemorts. Every they one. who shall not be named. <laughs> Let's play with pronouns. <laughs> Too um, many yeah. Voldemorts. Now, as you said, you know, you ended a relationship in 2019. We all went into lockdown in 2020. Um, re-emerging, doing self-work. Are you in the mood? To date, is it even something you trying out in these streets? I thought I was. Like, I was, because last year around this time, I was like, I'm fucking ready. I did it. I've done the work and I'm healed. (laughs) I'm better. (laughs) So I started dating again and um, dated around a little bit and then, like, met someone and, like, very quickly fell for him and we broke up after, like, a short relationship. Um, and, And our breakup just, like, the bottom just fell out of like all of this work I thought I had done. And I was like, Oh no, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. there's self-worth shit down there. Like I didn't even know. So I thought I was like, had climbed like into like, or I could see the sunlight and then like at the cavern, like I was like, there's more. So I took a big step back and (laughs) I am now like, not, I'm not really dating again. But, that sounds very self-aware, you know, like I don't, you know, the idea that you're like, oh, this happened. I yeah. realize it's because some, you know, the foundation isn't quite as strong as I thought. Yeah. And I'm going to uh, stop. Cause like I'm dating good at self-awareness you- for sure. Okay. I just intellectualize things and don't like feel the things. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I this see guy. what's happening. Facts and figures. And I pull down a chart and I point to things. <laughs> um, yeah, I get that. <laughs> you guys should see the object work. <laughs> wait, wait. Can I ask that? Where are your parents from? Because you grew up in Texas. Well, you mostly, right? Yeah, almost exclusively. Yeah. 
my parents both had um, parents in the army, so they moved out and moved around quite a bit. But they met in Arkansas, at the University of Arkansas, when they were 17 and 18 years old. Wow. I know. Um, so, yeah, they're they're Texans now. Like they've like mm-hmm. they've got accents. My dad drove a truck for a while. Like they mm-hmm. are Texans now, um, although like not the kind that own guns and vote Republican. Um but yeah, they're fully they're fully entrenched now in in the suburbs of Houston. That's their spot. <laughs> uh-huh. But you were saying how you're like, we didn't really argue in my family. We kind of weren't direct. And that is is that kind of what you're getting at? Well, yeah, you grew up where with. I'm seeing I'm like, I'm wondering, you know, are these mm. pattern uh, this repression? Because I associate repression more with Rust Belt. But I, there is a southern, oh, no. there's a, southern, there's a bless southern flavor. Yes. Yeah, bless, bless her heart. heart. Yeah. Right, bless like. her. Bless her heart. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I always say like my family is like surprisingly like waspy in the way that we operate for a non-Christian family like we're surprisingly <laughs> like mm, that's not polite you know um but i don't know that it's regional i think it just mm. is like i don't i don't know i've never really thought about like my mom grew up in a household that wasn't great and so i think that and there was it was she and her sister and she was like the good girl and so i think that that just like carried into her life and, yeah. and into the way that she operates and into the way that she operated within her family was like Everything is fine. Yeah. But I had, she had to be fine. You know? Yeah. It's just America. I don't think so. I think there are definitely cultures and societies that foster a certain way. Because I always say, like, black people are direct as hell. Like, American black people would just kind of tell you. They'll roast you. They'll call out literally whatever flaw you're demonstrating in the moment. <laughs> and it's, like, not even necessarily to be mean. It's almost like a way of relating. Yeah. And, like, I think. But then I also think. That can be different if you were, for instance, a black person who grew up around a lot of white people. And then it's important, for instance, to convey like we're put together. We deserve to be here. Right. Like all those are different things that might kind of adjust how you interact, you know? Yeah. It's so interesting, too, that you say that because I've been thinking about this a lot recently. My sister is adopted and she's from Guatemala. And so she grew up in a white family in Texas looking Latino. And she's still in Texas. And so that was like a major theme for her growing up was like, and still like people go up to her and speak Spanish. And she's like, I don't, I don't speak, <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. speak Spanish. I'm not, yeah. I don't know how to help you. Um, but I have been thinking about it a lot about like people of, of different colors that grew up in predominantly white spaces and like what that experience is like for them and like what that was like for my sister. And it wasn't something that we addressed. It wasn't something that we spoke about. I think that, you know, now when people adopt kids from different cultures, there's like more of a sense of like, let's preserve this. Like, yes. And I, I mm-hmm. think my parents would do things differently now. They would get her in Spanish tutoring and make sure she kept like she was adopted when she was a year and a half. So she had some Spanish, but not a lot. She hadn't mm-hmm. been speaking much. Um, but I think that they would have like kept that up and like, you know, had right. given her some sense of like what her culture was, I think. But like, he didn't do that when yeah. my sister was adopted, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like 80s, 90s, right? Yeah, she was adopted in the late 80s, I think. I was born in 81. Yeah, 89. I feel like it was all no about like that That kind of transracial adoption was like, and I think the 80s and 90s in general, when we kind of thought we were a better nation, it was like, we don't acknowledge, <laughs> we don't acknowledge, like the thing is like, we're all the same, right? And yes. like, that was what you wanted to put yeah, forward. that's how I grew up. My parents- 
very egalitarian, but mm-hmm. like uh, everyone, every culture is the exact same. Right. And as so it's like the flip side of that is like then not honoring and recognizing and respecting the differences. But yeah, that's like we thought we were doing good. We did. <laughs> Just, exactly. Like yeah. we thought that's we thought we were doing what we were supposed to be doing. Right. You know, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. But it is it is interesting. So like realizing the floor kind of fell out and being like, okay, I got to take a step back. Yeah, I really like your metaphor of like you're spelunking or something <laughs> and you get down on some rocks and you're like, oh, here, this is the bottom of this, uh, uh-huh. of, I did of it. this cave. And then, you know, <laughs> the floor rumbles below you. And yes. It's like what I'm imagining because I've been playing all year, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, uh, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. And okay. There's a lot of spelunking. <laughs> A okay. lot of spelunking in that game. There are a lot More, of rocks. Yeah. I would say I expected zero spelunking when I started playing. <laughs> and yeah. I found out a full third of the game, if not more, Spelunks. is spelunking. You know, I don't know what I'm watching because I kind of come in the room and I see Zelda's happening and I exit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like it's not really. I mean, That's your cue. Yeah. Beautiful graphic, sure. Uh-huh. Um, but it's kind of oh, like. Oh, yeah. I, I was riding a dragon <laughs> and I was just standing on top of the dragon. My little, my little uh, elf cap flowing in the wind as the dragon, as the uh-huh. the beautiful graphics. I, but yes, but you're in a cave, and then there's, you see some rocks below you, and you like, you're like, oh, there's something below me, and mm-hmm. then you can go, you can you blow it up or something, and then or pickaxe. I, yeah. I need y'all to know that as Andy was describing Zelda, Allison looked like she was listening to a kindergartner <laughs> describe a movie. She was like, okay. Uh, do you know what? Do you know how I read Allison? How I read your. Uh, when I looked up, because I was looking, I was looking everywhere, but <laughs> at another human being as I was trying to describe this, it looked like you were on a date with someone, and they were talking about uh, like anime. I don't know something. I was trying to think of something. Something like, very, you're not interested. Something in you not, But I don't know what you're interested in. But <laughs> but like something very involved. Something very with a, a deep history that the person that they're on the date with is would not be interested in. Right, 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 right. Well, See, I this think is why I can't date better. right now, you guys. I got to fix my face. <laughs> <laughs> can't do it. Got to fix my face. Anyway, there's there's depths. There were there were more depths. There's to yes, the there was more there than I realized was there for sure. Now, obviously, six months of strike aside, when you sort of, you know, and obviously, okay, therapy's twice a week. But are you in general the kind of person who will just like throw themselves into work? Are you a person who will sort of retreat? And I say this as someone who's really, as I've been dealing with my mental health journey, I realize that I just kind of go catatonic. I'm not, you know, and you were mentioning being an over-functioner. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if like, when you're kind of like, I got to take a step back, I got to spelunk, mm-hmm. what's going on in the other hours of the day? Yeah, I struggle with that for sure. I do really like working and I like being busy. I like being part of a team. Like that makes me feel really safe and like valuable. And so work is good for that. Um, and I was, I was a strike captain. So for, for SAG and I was, I picketed with the WGA from the start because, Mm -hmm. um, well, because I believed in their cause because I guess, uh, because (laughs) I believed in their cause, but also I had gone through this breakup and I was, really depressed I was really struggling and I live so close to Netflix that it's it started out that I would just I loved Mm. that I could walk out my door and be like in community and in five minutes I could be um with my peers and feel like I was like outside of myself and like helping with something larger than myself yeah because I was just in such a depression it really um 
saved me in a lot of ways to have the WGA strike going on. And and then I was so familiar with, I skipped around a little bit, but mostly went to Netflix because I just mm-hmm. could walk. So it was so close. Um, so then when it, it, when it became evident that SAG was going to strike, um, I was like, oh, I should probably, I should probably captain because I'm here all the time anyway. And I yeah. have watched them do it and I know how it's done, et cetera, et cetera. So I took on um, a captaining position at Netflix, which then sort of took over my whole life. And I was like in charge of scheduling and I was there four or five days a week. And I was, you know, um, but really, again, like just really saved me in a lot of ways, I think, from just like sitting in like the stew of your own uh, self-work all the time is just yeah. not it's not good for me for for sure. Um, so I kind of helped me claw my way like get my footing if we're going to continue the metaphor like get my footing in the cave a little bit and be like i'm on a ledge where i can like take a pause and drink some water you know <laughs> Woo! do i have any any like granola bars in this pack um so yeah i i very much like having a purpose and like being part of a team and being able to like quite frankly like be good at something and like and feel purposeful mm-hmm, um yeah and again like i get a lot of my I'm working on this a lot. Like I get a lot of my like self-worth comes from being useful and comes from like helping people and like yeah. being good at things. Um, which is like obviously something I should probably interrogate a little further. Well, that's but- my therapist <laughs> says that too, but I don't I don't get why that's bad. Cause I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I feel because it's funny because one of the things she has me doing, and it's like very annoying, is she's like, hour by hour, I want you to chart your mood from zero to ten. And it's about finding the activities that make you feel closer to ten. Right. Mm -hmm. And like the things that make me feel better is like I finally folded the laundry seven. Mm -hmm. And like that's where I'm like, (laughs) that's a seven. Yeah. I mean, a full 10 is like killing on stage. You know what I mean? Uh And like Uh doing something like that. But like, yeah, but it is very much tied to like I got something done because as I said, like I will I go catatonic. So like, yeah. But when I'm doing I'm like, well, even if you don't feel good, at least you contributed something. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. And I'm big on like helping people and feeling like that I've like made someone else's experience improve their experience in some way. Um, and I think it's helped. I I talked to my therapist about the same thing. And one of the things that I I'm trying to like get into my brain is like that it's okay to like like your coping mechanisms aren't necessarily bad. Like they can be really valuable and like add value to your life. And like they kept you safe and like. They can actually be good things. Like, I think it's good that I'm, like, other-oriented and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the key is, like, trying to separate, like, trying to appreciate them for what they are as, like, good skills, but not let them be, like, your self-worth. Like, your value doesn't come from them. So it's where does like, your value come from? Because I'm hearing you. I'm hearing girl, you. I don't know. And I'm like, I don't so know where it's supposed to be. Where does your... I, I, I like the question, but it's so... Because I'm trying to figure it out. Because I'm with I you. I don't know. I don't you. know. But it is. I feel... It does. I feel like... It, I feel... It's like when you were like... For me, like I had two... I had too many stuffed animals as a kid. I had to like rotate them out because I was worried that like that stuffed animal would be sad that it didn't <laughs> get a chance in my bed. Like yeah. that was like... I had like a rotation. It's the same thing. Like I'm like, but like that that skill like really helped me like I love that skill and I like I worked really hard on that skill (laughs) (laughs) I want it to be I don't want it to think I don't appreciate it (laughs) you know I don't know yeah yeah Uh, oh yeah no no I totally had stuff that I I mostly had like little figures like little like rubber monsters and stuff like that (laughs) I had my gnome yeah all this stuff (laughs) Uh, and they the I mean uh, full I mean it's it's not 
insane to see how I got into writing stories because full stories with yeah. continuity. Complicated. Complicated. <laughs> things would carry over. Something would happen to one of them. and the, But there was a hierarchy. Gnome was at the top. Yeah, Gnome was, was at the top of this yeah, hierarchy, but yeah. then I felt bad for the other ones. <laughs> and there was... And, and so you, in my this fantasy life you, you know you would do things for them yeah to make yeah. them feel better right yeah <laughs> that they're that that they'll never replace gnome in my right heart. right right i can gnome remember like throwing away like toothbrushes after yeah. having been to the dentist and like throwing away my old toothbrush when i when i was time to open a new one i'm being like you were a good toothbrush like <laughs> that's how like tender-hearted i was as a yeah. kid it's like, you did so good and i'm like and i like appreciate our time together toothbrush like that is how my sense of like fairness is like so yeah. overdeveloped like yeah definitely so I you're putting like, the toothbrush oh. in the garbage and you're like it's so hard to, <laughs> to say that yeah exactly <laughs> to this toothbrush <laughs> So that's your journey with a toothbrush, for example. Well, now, weird Naomi over here. I know. I'm really, no, Allison's charging me up. Because my next question, of course, before we start answering other people's questions, how has being a member of the Couples Therapy Patreon helped you? <laughs> a fucking seamless transition. <laughs> you know Listeners. I had to get it on mic. You know I had to get it on mic. I know. I, when, I, when we first hopped on, listeners i was like i'm your, i'm i subscribe to your patreon i'm like a fan can you imagine you guys and you should too guys um i love i fucking love patreon i think it's like such a cool like platform for artists and i don't know i really do like it um yeah i would recommend it i would recommend it and i think a lot of patreon is like it is like podcasts being like hey there's more shit over here like you get more content over here but i subscribe to like i don't know some like social activists and like mm. Um, my old yoga instructor, I'm like, have her Patreon on there. Just like, is like, she giving artists, videos and like stuff? That. Is like yeah, her Patreon she, like videos and like, it's like videos things. and like tutorials and things like that. Um, you guys, yeah. I'm not promoting her. I'm not promoting her. I was just curious. This is for you guys and your <laughs> Patreon. Like, is it just one on each? Like, do you do like a warrior too? Like, is there like, or is it a full? I haven't done yoga in a bit, but I have, I've, like, I haven't been doing yoga with her in a while. I don't think she's been doing it because she just had a baby. But I also just like, I'm like, eh, you can keep having that however many dollars a month yeah. it is. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? You're supporting. Um, you're other oriented. I'm like, other I'm oriented. Yeah. I got really into Patreon, you know, honestly, it was like after <laughs> we're going to go heavy. When George Floyd was murdered, I was like, my my thought was like, what? Who's going to tell this story? Like, I was like, who's going to tell this story? And so I sought out so many black creators and was mm -hmm. like here's some money like i don't know what to, i don't know this is like this like my priority was like um giving up giving creatives like yeah <laughs> like yeah money to kind of um promote their platforms and like talk about what was going on in our country uh and so that's when i first got into patreon that's when yeah. i that's when yeah. i first started like because it is a good way to just be like i don't know I I don't know what to say about this. I don't I don't I can't contribute. But like, here are some people who can, and here's some here's some money, and they make it really easy. Like Patreon makes it so easy for you to be right. like, what tier do you want to do? Like, here you go. Yeah, this is, this is not an ad for Patreon, by the way. Although, sorry, do join it's ours. not. Do join I, ours. Do join but, you guys. <laughs> no, I think that's great. There's two ways you can really do stuff. I think to affect change in America these days. One is direct action. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't want to get arrested, though, you can give money to people. 
who yeah. Uh, who are building community and a hundred percent. And that was me. Like I, I went back to work early in the pan. We were in a pandemic and I went back to work early and I was leading a show and I was like, I can't go and be active. I can't go do that because if I get sick, then the show shuts down. Everybody loses their jobs. Um, But I felt so inept doing nothing. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just, they just gave money away. Well, I want to go before again, I know we're supposed to answer people's questions, but I have one I'm just thinking about, you know, this other orientedness, the tender heartedness. I'm worried. And does this have, do you get taken advantage of in your friendships and relate like romantic relationships? Cause I feel like it would be easy. Cause you seem yeah. like the kind of person who would like come in and fix a bitch. You know what I mean? You'd be like, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I probably do in my romantic relationships, which is why I'm like, I need to get some stuff in place before I can like, pursue those seriously i don't feel that way in my friendships i feel like i i have really cultivated like a good group of people that um i feel like most myself around and feel like most comfortable around and honestly like have kind of weeded out people from my life that don't make me feel like my best self and don't make me feel like um I can, I don't know, laugh or cry or be like wherever I'm at with them. Like, I just don't mm-hmm. really, I, I say like, as I've gotten older, like I just, I, I have to use so much of that part of my brain at work of like niceties mm-hmm. and like sort of surface level um, interactions yeah. because you, there's so many people on a set. There's right. so many people at work and um, you're always like meeting this executive or this guest star, or, like whatever, you know? Um, and I, I, there's nothing wrong with those types of interactions. I think that they're like valuable, but I don't want to do them when it comes to my friendships. Like with right. my friendships, I want people that I can be like catatonic around or <laughs> hyped yeah. up around or be wherever I'm at with, because yeah. I don't want to have to, I just don't want to engage that part of my right. um, yeah, energy sources. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I just don't do, I just don't do it in my, in my, in my personal life. It does, it gets muddy with romance, I think. And I'm still kind mm-hmm. of wrapping my head around that. Yeah. How long was the relationship that ended in 2019? Eight years. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was long. Yeah. Um, and, and sort of like, you know, we had to extricate ourselves from each other. It was like a divorce. We lived yeah. together. We've yeah, been together yeah. all these years, our finances, he lived, you know, like it was, so it was, um, a, it was a doozy, I think. You oh know, yeah to, to undo that knot i think right. is, is something what i'm still working and on. then have to hunker down in isolation yeah. on top of like dealing with like as you said separating and then we all had to isolate <laughs> yeah i really i always say like i was killing it at the beginning of um quarantine because i was like <laughs> all i'm doing is like journaling and drinking herbal tea anyway like that's perfect <laughs> like this is great so i was like for a couple months i was like this is fucking awesome and then i was like what what's happening this is right is the world ending? What are we doing? Right, um, right. You know, and um, the bottom, the bottom fell out a little bit. Guys, it wasn't the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that. Let, why don't we take a quick break? <laughs> when we get back, we're going to answer your advice question. Okay. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? 
go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, y'all. Let's be real. When it comes to fitness, starting is everything. Getting up the energy, setting the time aside, making the exercise plan, and sticking to it. It can be tough. As someone with a constantly changing schedule, sometimes I'm working, sometimes I'm on strike for six months, sometimes I got three jobs. It can be tough to make exercise a constant. And then once I'm out of exercise rhythm, I'm struggling to get back into it. But Peloton, what do I always say? Peloton. Peloton helps you start no matter what level you're at. Wherever you're starting, there are thousands of classes to get you moving. Whether it's a beginner or advanced ride, a feel-good live DJ ride, or artist-themed rides, we've got something for you. And the Peloton bike instructors keep you motivated from day one. They'll show you the basics, help take the guesswork out of your workout, and encourage you to build from there. So that's how you get stronger, fitter, toner, baby. And there's no chance of getting bored because Peloton Entertainment keeps you moving. You can watch your favorite TV shows and live sports as you ride. Perfect for those days when you don't want to miss a thing. So wherever you're starting, get moving with a Peloton bike or Bike Plus rental at www.onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Terms apply. with Allison Tolman here to help you handle your scandal, honey. Oh, Solo and group. That, that's the blackout line. You know, like, that's the line where you, where you run across the... Where you sweep the, the scene. Allison, yes. we get questions from all over. We get questions from Instagram, yes. Twitter, yes. Gmail. Voicemail is, of course, our favorite, Naomi. What is that number? It's funny. My brain just went blank. 323-524-7839. Did I just have a mini stroke? Because I'm telling you, I only know like five phone numbers, and that is one of them. And then just now I was like, <laughs> name them. Seven, seven, three, seven. <laughs> like, I, know, I know my parents' house number, not their cell phone numbers. <laughs> yep. I know your phone number. Yep. I know the call-in lines. Yeah. And I know yours, my mom's. Now, did you guys have to sit down and deliberately learn each other's cell phone numbers? Like, did you have to like, yes. or is it from like writing it on? Because I know I still know my ex, my long-term ex's cell phone number, but I think it's because I wrote it on things. I don't know. Cause I was always filling out paperwork for the both of us. Cause he hated, had terrible handwriting. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> why I know. Like, why do I know that number? I know. I, I don't, it wasn't even that. I wasn't even writing it a lot. I think it was just like, my brain knew this was a number to know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? I like, a, I knew I, I should I, have it. I think I purposely committed it to memory. Right. The purposefulness. Because, yeah. you know, cell phones, like, I'm looking at it. I'm just pressing his name. And, yes, but that's I'm like, what I'm saying. Like, right. you had, But you had to deliberately be like, this is the numbers yes. I should know. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise, yeah. when it's not like you're seeing it pop up all the time because you would just be seeing each other's names pop up all the time. Yeah. yeah. I think once I start to write you down as my emergency contact. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Then I, that's when I started to memorize it. Yeah, that makes sense. But now we have to focus on these questions. People oh, yes, sorry. Let's people do it. need let's us. Do it. No, let's no, no. People it. need us. Allison, these questions. <laughs> now, Naomi recently put out a call. She's put out two calls. One of them was 
we need a, uh, some less emotionally involved questions to so that we can start with those. Yeah, create a range. You, you know, also, for the guest. I just put out a call for people to send in petty questions. Oh, I love petty. I love messy. <laughs> I want some just like low stakes <laughs> anger. People did start to send those in. We're we're not at <laughs> at them because I'm trying to. I'm also Allison. I don't know if you know this, but. <laughs> We, I really want to answer people's questions in a timely manner, but we have a lot of them. We only record, you know, for a month. It's yeah. we're, it's a you've deluge. got a backlog. Oh, exactly the backlog. Okay. I'm trying, and I've I'm said to folks, people, I'm trying. They've got to put in their subject line "time sensitive" or something. Do you know what I mean? Because then you just like yeah. keep the question, and then like we had someone who was like, literally, we answered their question four months after the problem, <laughs> and it was like, well, I hope you're good now. <laughs> you guys need an assistant. Like you need someone to sort through this stuff for you. We have someone. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> our, our dear Mimi helps us. It still does. It's it's oh. more of the volume. It's a volume pr- like like everything in America. There's too too many people in need, mm. and all all our advice questions are going towards the one percent. I gotta say, <laughs> we're, we're recording secret episodes for the Koch brothers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's where all our help is going. Sorry, folks. You know. We're capitalists at the end of the day, right? <laughs> right. Andy, absolutely not. What's this first so, one? Sorry. Yes. Okay. So anyway, I want to start with something that was a little easier. So here we go. Hi, Andy and Naomi and wonderful guest. I love the podcast. It's my favorite. I go by um, my pronouns are she, her. I have a really silly question. So I recently engaged. Um, to my lovely fiance, we've been together a year and a half. I truly love him. Um, but here's the thing. He dresses just okay. Um, (laughs) never really dresses up and nothing is wrong with how he dresses, but I would love for him to have a few more, um, nice articles of clothing um and i don't know how to suggest that i can also buy him stuff too um like for presents so i know that's one thing but um can i just wish he would just elevate his wardrobe a little bit he mostly wears like henley shirts like solid color shirts and um like khaki shorts or khakis or jeans or just basic solid t-shirts. Um, huh. Yeah, and I kind of dress up, not a lot, but more than him. So how do I elevate my partner's wardrobe in a kind way? Thanks for your help. Mm, in a kind way. That's the question. <laughs> man, oh, man. Well, I, you know, my belief is that honest approach is better than like coming in the back door. (laughs) I think they'll figure it out if you don't, you don't just come in the front door. And I guess I would say like, does she like have a, does she like get a new dress? And she's like, babe, I'm going to wear this new dress when we go to this party on that day or whatever. Like how, what is like her, what is her mirror image of this? Like what is, what's her part in it? Like what's she doing? I know she says that she dresses up more than he is, but I always think that like, while it's initially like awkward and a little scary, uh, certainly as someone that you're planning on being married to that you should just like approach things head on and be like, you know, 
I don't know that I would use the phrase, I want you to elevate your wardrobe. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe just like, it makes, you know, I, I dress this way. I bought this dress and I dress this way because I like to feel dressed up for you. I like to make, to make it feel like it's special when we're going to do X, Y, Z. And it would make me feel really special if you would do the same. Can we go shopping together? Like, can we pick you out some like other pieces? Because it just would make these date nights feel more special or whatever, feel more special. Mm. Um, Cause that's really the crux of it. Right. Is that like, she's like, it's not like she's like not attracted to Beyonce. Right. She just wants things. She wants to like elevate things a little bit. Shake she it wants up. To, yeah. Shake it, shake it up. It up. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I say you, this. What? You're, this is you. Yeah. But if we do something nice, I dress up. But I'm saying like, talk about kind of that process. Cause like you're basically like a jeans and band t-shirt kind of guy. But I do feel like, again, we've been together a long time. You've opened yourself more up to like button downs with like prints and patterns. You know what I mean? Sure, like that but I always do- wore. But like, I, I think this is where this is. There's a little bit of a disconnect. I always dressed up if the occasion called for dressing up, right? I underst- My bar mitzvah. <laughs> I made sure <laughs> I wanted it to be a night affair so it could be black tie because I wanted to wear a little bow tie and a little cummerbund, okay? <laughs> yes, but I'm Andy, I'm talking about something different. You know, of course, when the occasion calls for it, but that's also a fancy occasion. She might be talking about when we go to dinner at a cute place, when we go, as you said, Allison, to a party, mm-hmm. let's do a little extra. But yeah, I do mm-hmm. that. I understand, but you <laughs> so did that's not. That's what I'm saying. But Stop. I always did that. <laughs> did you? you went, no, babe. Oh my God. No. <laughs> You did not like. I know your wardrobe. I know the time because remember, you were wearing button downs to like you know the administrative day job. That stuff wasn't considered like fun clothing. You know what I mean? Like it's like what you wear to work, mm-hmm. and it would be like a plain white button down, and then whatever you had to put over that. Uh huh. Whereas like I remember like even like our wedding for instance, where you were like, I want to do a fun pattern for the suit. You were like, I'm not doing a plain suit. I'm doing like, you know, whereas before you wore the same gray suit to every event you had to go to. I had like, what are you? He's really taking issue <laughs> with this. Yeah, because I, I think maybe we're at, we're at a disconnect as to as to what's going on. I always, if the occasion, this is why this doesn't make sense to me. If the occasion called for it, I dressed up. When you and, say like pat, like fun pattern suit, it was just like a like crisscross pattern as opposed to a gray suit. But I always had like it wasn't just a. I'm not talking about whether you knew what the occasion called for. I'm talking driving me nuts. Here's my advice to this person: Uh, you got to seed this in. I actually, Allison, I take Allison's advice, but just in case you want another perspective, I say start talking about how like, hey, there's these weird new moths, and um, they don't, they they for some reason go after like everyday clothing, and then. (laughs) Just so, like talk about just like once, just say that, and then like this is terrible advice. <laughs> make a. That's why I'm sitting back away from the microphone because he didn't even want to hear my ass when I said you used to wear plain ass shit and now you zhuzhed it up. It's not about the occasion and appropriate as much as the style of the outfit. Now I wonder and- if what we're talking about is like you that you want like you want to cultivate your partner's like self expression and that you want to be like. What is it like? What is it like? I want to know you better. Like, what does it look like to you if you like open up this door a little? Like, if you well, crack this yes. door. Well, okay, know? so there's. Thank you, Allison. Thank you. That's the disconnect. I think I thought that she's saying he dresses up in like t-shirts and shorts for everything, whereas I think you're taking Naomi as that 
He's dressed. He's he's has no style. Period. That's what I'm taking it as, and ah. I'm also I'm taking to because when we say elevate somebody, I think that's what we're talking about. We're saying like ah. give it a sense of style. But I also I think thought it was elevate as in hey, don't we're going to a black tie affair. Don't wear cargo shorts. Yeah, no, that's not what I was saying. And if you had let me finish, you would have got there quicker. And I don't like us fighting in front of Allison because she didn't come here for that. She didn't come here for that. Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf situation? Oh no, this dinner party is taking a turn. <laughs> but, Who's afraid of Naomi Wolf? But I think that... Isn't that that crazy right wing person? If you don't let me stop, <laughs> stop finish. I mean, so, so, cause I think, I do think it is a little bit like, let me shop with you. Like, let's go shopping. Or if he's going, let me come with and hold and like showing stuff. Because mm-hmm. I also think another thing is this, he may have some, um, what's the word? He may have self-consciousness around his body, right? Like he just may wear stuff that's like simple and shapeless because he's like, I don't really need anybody to look at me. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And so I do think it will be you as his partner saying like, you look nice in this, right? He may need a little bit of that confidence boost because I think we all feel like, well, can I pull this off or can I pull that off? Like I was somebody who growing up, I was wearing gray, navy, like plain dark colors. And it's only been... I think really in the last few years that I'm like, let me do a color. Let me do a pattern. Let me try to turn a look. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that was because I was like, I don't have a nice figure. I'm not attractive. I'm just trying to kind of go. Obviously it was neat. It was clean, but it was like, actually I would like you to not pay attention to me. Yeah. Like I don't actually want to register yeah. <laughs> as someone. So then you can't even point, realize, Oh, she's not attractive. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been certainly like, and as I do more like, TV stuff and stand-up sets being like, okay, sh- like you can elevate this, you can look good, but that's like, that was part of it. And that may be part of the conversation you have with your partner is sort of like, yeah. oh, what about this? And then if he's kind of like, nah, it's like, what it, what is it that you don't like? Yeah. Right? Is it feeling too flashy, quote unquote? Yes. Or are you feeling like you don't like wh- how that looks across your chest? Do you see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I do see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's kind of like trying to like get our partners to like speak our love language, right? Like if you're into clothes and you're like, it's such a fun way to like show who you are and it feels so good or like anything. If you're into working out, if you're into whatever, Mm -hmm. there's a part of you that's always going to want your partner to like get it. Like you want them to like get it, (laughs) you know? And so if she's the type of person who gets a lot of like... um sense of self out of like how she dresses and how she puts herself together then it's it makes sense that she wants her partner to have like access to that as well mm. and he may not like that may not be something that he that's like just there for him right and in, in which case then she should just shop for him and put him in what she wants him in right right, right exactly <laughs> like exactly but maybe they don't know yet what i don't they don't know what the answer is yet maybe yeah. he, right you know i don't know yeah, maybe exactly. you start small maybe they're into like you know space jam so you start out with a t-shirt with uh taz <laughs> and a basket jam t- t- t-shirt t- t- I, I bet that's not what she's talking about but, <laughs> but I, I say start out there in the same oh, way yeah. that that remember my moth gambit okay you say hey there's a new weird did you see this there's a new weird moth you hold what? up your phone you make you yep. have to make a fake Instagram yeah post. you have to make a fake page this yeah. really that eats plain clothing and then by the end of that You've cut holes in all of his clothing. Yeah, and all of his Henley, all of his Henley shirts. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he has to buy. What's Henley? Don Henley? What's a Henley shirt? 
Henley shirts are the shirts with like uh like a crew collar that buttoned down like part way. Like, oh. Okay, you're a fashionista. Okay, well, I can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> Henley shirts are like yeah, like a plain crew collar, but that buttoned down. It has a little half button. In it. I okay, see. yeah. Like maybe like three buttons or something that just have like a little. Okay. Yes. We got to break him out of the solids and like whatever else. And I think, yeah, it's the kind of taking a little shopping trip, ask, getting a gauge on what is or isn't appealing to him. And then kind of, you know, and also, you know, like I think any partner, right. is like showering them with the compliments and being like, babe, we love this look on you. So that he is you know, interested in, you know, getting that feedback. Um, but a direct approach is always best, I think. Absolutely. Yes, just go in the front. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have time for one more? I do. All right. Why don't we do this one? Naomi, would you like to read us? Oh, sure. This, uh, this starts, <laughs> help me, Andy and Naomi, you're my only hope. And this comes to us Ooh. from Gmail. Wow, the stakes are high. I don't get that reference. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to see if I could make Andy mad. <laughs> I'm not... I am neither a Star Wars nor a Star Trek guy, so. I know, you wouldn't expect it, right? I wouldn't expect it. No, the way he talked about Zelda so passionately. <laughs> um, Hi, Andy and Naomi. I've been binging your pod after the early and unexpected demise of I Love a Lifetime movie. That was a podcast I did with Aww. the hilarious Megan Gailey. The stories and advice have been hitting me hard, and I cannot get enough of it. I broke up with my first ever boyfriend. We were together for six months. Five months. The day that Chicago locked down in 2020, because two days before that, he had gotten so drunk at my St. Patrick's Day party that he tried to fight one of my friends. Then when I was out walking my dog, a picture of him is attached, and that's gorgeous, he ate half a box of dog treats. Wait, what? Say that? Sorry. Okay, look. She broke up. They broke up with their first ever boyfriend because two days before he had gotten so drunk at my St. Patrick's Day party that he tried to fight one of my friends. Then when I was out walking my dog, he ate half a box the of boy- dog treats. The boyfriend. The boyfriend ate half a box of dog treats. Sorry, that's what I... Started a fight and ate some dog treats. And I say, that is a line, okay? That is the line, and you say no more. I well, think this person is I very smart. I would say, the, yeah, the line is either of those, and definitely both in unison. <laughs> this was the same night? Like, yeah, she was like, same night. We're in a fight. I'm going to go walk the dog. I'm mad at you for getting drunk. And then she came back and he had eaten half a box of yes. dog treats. Yes. Okay, please continue. <laughs> um, addiction runs in my family, and seeing someone be so be- belligerent and unable to tell the difference between human food and dog treats was the biggest turnoff I could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. I know it's you, really good. Can you hold on? Can we just take a moment? How do you like? I'm sure this happens often, but can you imagine having to like? I don't mean kiss someone right after they've eaten dog treats, but like not have that image in your head for the rest of the time that right, you are with right. this person. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I don't know. Yeah. 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 The this, fact that this is a two-parter is right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like two hander on well, the if, same night. <laughs> yeah. If, Ooh, babe. If at some point you had eaten Mabel's treats, at some point, sure. Even the organic ones that taste like <laughs> peanut butter, you'd be like, "This ain't okay." It, this but ain't like, okay. But like three months later, we're kissing, and all I'm imagining is you just like. <laughs> well, this <laughs> is why the relationship ended. Well, sure. Listen, as a result of the breakup, I spent the horror that was 2020 completely alone in my apartment. 
I had occasional interactions with neighbors and would sometimes see friends, but I was one of the few people in my circle that was militantly following Fauci's orders. Allison, I would like to point out that I chose these before I knew anything about you, besides <laughs> what was in your Wikipedia. I, I That's that. totally fine. I just want that known. So I felt extra isolated when others were out and about. This isolation absolutely tanked my mental health. So at the end of 2020, I risked the COVID-infested world and moved back to my parents' house in Texas. Okay. How do we know? Now I'm 33, living with my parents and still putting the pieces back together. I'm paying off the credit card debt I racked up trying to buy myself some happiness. The Grubhub, the dog toys, vinyl records. Yeah. I've also recently started antidepressants and I'm just trying to generally be better at caring for myself. All of that said, these experiences of the last three and a half years has shattered my confidence. I'm working a good job, but I'm living with my parents and probably will for another two years to save money. I don't know how to get back on the dating horse when I feel like I have this massive amount of baggage weighing me down. It's especially not great in Texas with abortion laws making casual sex feel too risky Mm. and with the COVID experiences having been drastically different. How do I put myself out there when I have all of this weighing on me? Thanks for all you do. Love to you in the menagerie. Emily. I didn't know if I could say the name or not, so I wanted to scroll <laughs> up to make sure they weren't saying, you know what I mean? Anonymous, yes. Yeah. Oh, we can't, say, we can't say the name? We're okay to say the name? Yes. Yes. I okay. think so. They didn't say, uh, don't say my name. Usually okay, people great. say anonymous. Emily. Oh, babe. First of all, welcome to the antidepressant club. Um, <laughs> yeah. Big fan. The gang's all here. The gang is all here. Oh, sweetheart. Um. So the crux of the question is like, how do I put myself back out there? Yes. Like how to feel with all what, what she feels like is baggage. The between living with the parents, having the debt. I mean, not being where she wants to be. I guess here's the thing. Like I'm, I am, there's two, there's two parts to this answer. One is like, maybe don't yet. Or do you want to, or do you just feel like you're supposed to? Mm -hmm. Um, Cause that's what I'm dealing with is like, I'm like, it's time. I should be over that breakup. Like it's time now, but I'm like, I don't think I want to do it. I don't yeah. want to do it. Yeah. Um, so I guess that would be the first thing to like poke around at and look at be like, why do I feel like I need to do this? Do you just like need companionship? Do you want to have sex? Like what can you, are there other ways you can do that? Can you like have a cyber fuck buddy? Like, I don't know. I know, but she's uh, saying the abortion laws in Texas make casual sex feel too risky. Well, yeah, but then that's others. what cyber fucking is. There's no, there's oh, no yes, risk yeah, I if you're not saying. actually. I thought you meant like find the person online and be like, like no, no. Oh, I, you I said mean, cyber fuck, not cyber truck. I was gonna say <laughs> those don't seem like I would not buy one of those. I was just saying there's lots of forms of uh, yeah. sexual partnership, and some of them yeah, involve yeah, yeah. like no contact at all. Yeah. Also, you don't have to. Doesn't have to be. P and V. You're right. I always forget that. There's like 30 other things That's you can true. do. Let's list That's them all. That's true. <laughs> and I really get that about like te- I, Texas not being a safe state to feel like you can just be like a, a woman out dating in the world. And I mean, even not even just casual sex, but sex when you don't want you're not interested in being pregnant. Is yeah. a, it's a scary it's a scary time in Texas right now for that reason. And I get that. Um so I guess that would be the first part of the question is like, why do you feel like it's time to date again and mm-hmm. and make sure that your that your motivations are like um, not just based in feeling like you need to like tick something off the box or feel like I need to have right, something yeah. going for myself, you right. know? Yeah. Yeah. Because she's saying like, I'm 33 and it's like, that don't matter. You know, sometimes that doesn't matter. Like, I'm of an age and I should have I should be on the way. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, not necessarily like it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Uh, 
the cat yeah. is here now and he it, it kind of sounds like a pug he has breathing oh. problems so if he oh. snarfles into the microphone that's why i apologize emily um uh and then i guess the second part is like how do you and if you, if she's like i no i really am ready i really i really want this i really want a relationship um we're never ready like we're never mm. we've never there's never going to not be any baggage and right. so like what are you waiting for? And also everyone has baggage. So it's not like yep. you're going to meet somebody who is like got all their shit together and you can't be like forthcoming about what all your shit is. Right. And if you did, that would be a major red flag. That person's not real. They're lying to you. <laughs> they're lying yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah. They're conning you. They're, they're, yeah. they're setting themselves up to be the subject of a true crime podcast. <laughs> exactly. Don't, don't fall for that. Yeah. But I think that, you know, the... I do believe that the idea that we have to like be whole or like, you know, how are you going to love somebody else? You can't love yourself. I do believe that's false. I think that like we can get a lot of healing from relationships mm -hmm. and we can get a lot of growth alongside of a person um, romantic or otherwise. So um, I don't know the idea that you need to have certain things in place is in order to like have things to offer other people is false yeah. you have plenty of things to offer other people um regardless of what your job situation is and what your living situation is and what your mental health situation is yeah um so if you feel like you're ready and you have things to offer people and you have an idea of like what you want to get out of dating then you should try it yeah yeah well, nothing yeah. is permanent you can back out again you can be like Oop, right. wasn't ready oh the bottom fell out and you can <laughs> right. take a step I, back I, well I, was also, I agree with all of that i also think too to me, the first step is like, you know, I always think it's better to go into dating, not like I need to find a partner and more I'm interested in meeting people out in my area and like having a good flirt, right? Because there is something yeah. even just charging, again, as you said, growing alongside people, but also just like remembering you're attractive, like remembering yeah. that like you can have a good time and a good conversation. And I think, you know, these things you're dealing with, it is about reframing them. First of all, America is impossible to live in. So you living with your parents is like, yeah, that's like, no knock on you. Like that exactly. is, that's, where, like, that's life for anyone who's not born to wealth at this point, right? right? Is that yeah. possibility? Also, like how Having many, debt. everyone's in debt. I would say most wealthy people are probably in debt and, you right. know, yeah. except for the fact that they have property and some stolen Picasso somewhere, <laughs> right? That, yeah. you know, that's the only slightly, not even liquid access. Asset. Right. Well, so I'm, like, I'm like, so both of those things like aren't a problem. And also right. like, to me, like your ex relationship, that don't say nothing about you. It says that you know when to cut him loose and you ain't playing games. Yeah. Like you're not being like, oh, well, he was just drunk and it's fine. It's like, no, you shut it down. You know when to hold them and when to fold Which them. Which you need to do in Texas. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and then also another thing, because you talk about kind of the COVID of it all and all this, there are, if you Google, if you look up, a lot of cities have like COVID conscious groups, communities, meetups. Mm -hmm. I follow a lot of different ones on Instagram and they're places where they just like have events and they'll be like, oh, we're all going to meet in this park or, you know, mass required to go to this show. And that's something you can find if you mm -hmm. seek it out. And that may be a way to, to just like meet folks who are on that same page. And then who knows if somebody's cute, if you're like making eyes under the mask, you know what yeah. I mean? And you're, that's like, a good question. Connecting. Like is Emily looking for, uh, a partner or is she looking for community? And I think that yeah. we, we mistake the two yes. often because we're told that like, what's going to, we're, we're sold the idea that what's going to make us feel 
a sense of belonging as a single person and a single partner. But that is, I think, a lie. <laughs> it's not yeah. the case. Like what we actually need is community. What we're really lacking right now, what COVID really took from us, the reason why um, QAnon really took off is because we're yearning for community. We want, yeah. we need community. There's like a, a loneliness epidemic. And that is actually better solved by groups of people, like-minded people, and not by a single person. Yes. Um, and I think you're so right. Like, Naomi, I, I, I think a lot about um, how when I when I do go back to dating, the I want to embrace the idea of, like, um, intentionless dating, like, not dating mm-hmm. with the purpose of uh, finding a partner, but just, like, of learning more about myself, of having fun, of experiencing pleasure, of, like, all these different things that... Um, it's hard to prioritize when you're thinking like, can I see myself with this person? Yes. Well, how would it would be if I introduced them to my family? Like it's hard, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's yeah, hard yeah, to yeah. do that. Totally. Writing your name and their last name in your notebook. <laughs> in my note in my diary over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Stop. It's like, yeah, that's the stuff that can get, make it, make yeah. it unfun basically. Yeah. Cause then it's, yeah, like, it makes it's a it feel like a, it's so um, outcome oriented. And I think that like being outcome oriented will almost always make you, um, lose like the pleasure of the experience along the way and and the joy and the things that you can learn along the way um so yeah i think that's i think it's a smart advice though the idea of like sort of getting her out into community especially you know in texas it's like it is it's hard um to be in a state where you kind of feel like well who do i who is like-minded like who Mm -hmm. (laughs) who is who is like me but there's a lot of people who feel that way in Texas. Yes. And so yeah. you can find them and you can start there as a jumping off point. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. Plus, there's probably a lot of outdoor activities. In yeah, because you got that good right? weather. Yeah. There's a lot. There's, there, and there are, I, I think you're right. There are more people than you think that are decent human beings. More things unite us. Yes. I think, I mean, real, like, not to get too much of this, but like the things that divide us are the wealthy versus us. That's the re- that really is <laughs> capitalism. If at, like, yeah. If you look at who the pro- what the priorities are of of most human beings versus like, again, like the Mercers, the Koch brothers, these <laughs> freaks, <laughs> then you see that. Oh yeah, most of the things we all believe are kind of like uniting us. And there's look, plenty of. Uh, sex stuff you could do outside too right okay <laughs> stop now you done. you started out strong and then you went crazy so that's that that's that <laughs> and look QAnon I don't know why we're ragging on QAnon <laughs> here what, what's their logo what's their motto where, where, where we, we go, go one we, we go, go all, all. That's, that's all of us it's that's inclusive community. right Good I don't know wolf. anything else they believe but at least <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been paying attention <laughs> no I don't know anything else been about them, but I like that motto right <laughs> oh my god we're in Say Allison. <laughs> Allison. 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 Thank you so Aww. much for thank joining you very us. Much. Thank this you. was beautiful. You really came with an open heart and a loose butt, and we <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> I try. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm such a fan. Uh, come join me on Patreon, listeners. Uh, <laughs> By the way, back yeah. at you. Back at you, such fans. All right, you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. 
Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.